0: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. and Joyce, we made it. It's the Oscar predictions. We're making it. The show is Sunday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Winner predictions. predictions. This is it. Uh, I'm so excited. We finally did it. Voting is closed. We've already seen a raft of offensive anonymous ballots, which we'll talk about throughout here. Uh, incredible. Incredible just pain. incredible, just the, uh, just incredible unhinged, I would say uh, a <laughs> lot of great stuff to talk about, but we're going to go through our predictions and we're going to do this just like the show, Joyce. So uh, obviously if you're watching this or listening, you know that the, the Oscars in their infinite wisdom have punted eight categories into the pre-show ceremony. So we're gonna do our predictions for those eight first before we get to the main events i guess
1: yeah we we literally came up with this uh like five minutes ago, it's <laughs> a great idea
0: uh so we'll start with live action short, Joyce. The nominees were the dress, the long goodbye on my mind, please hold and a kachu take and run uh I'm going with the dress
1: oh, interesting um uh, with a little I, bit of an upset yeah i i I prefer the dress out of uh these five. But I, I don't know if I could go out on a limb for it. I I, I feel like none of them really fit uh, a, like a typical winner in this category. And I know people are banking on like the star power of Riz Ahmed as well in right. The Long Goodbye. But they've proven, I think that's kind of like hit or miss because like last year we had like Oscar Isaac, you know, and like that and win. But I'm actually going The Long Goodbye here. Wow. <laughs> Having said all that, I I just don't know. Um, if any, yeah, I, like, I guess like that has like the fewest deficiencies, I guess, or like if it it's more with what they usually go for. And I have, um, I'll catch like you one second.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, I went with the dress just cause like, I think it's like of these, it's like the mo- most accessible, I would say maybe. Right. I mean, I don't know. And the law I'm just worried. I, I, there's a world where you're right. Long buy wins because like. Riz Ahmed's a famous person and obviously it could be like a nice name check. And as we've seen, even from some of those anonymous ballots that I referenced, one of the guys just straight up abstained from voting on these truly did not even watch the shorts. Apparently,
1: I mean, I respect that. If, if you feel you're, you know, qual- not qualified to sure. vote on this, I respect that. Yeah.
0: But I'm like, I'm one of people who also, maybe some people just be like uh, Riz Ahmed. I like him. We voted. We had him last year as a nominee, but we'll see. I, I, so Longabai is definitely the favorite here. Uh, but there you go for for documentary, and this we're gonna give this. I mean, if this is in the Oscars, that would we already be way too much time on live action short. I feel like they will.
1: Well, we cook through this. Like, tweeted like our like, oh they, right, they are tweeting the winners too. Right, I
0: should just hold up a tweet. Yeah, I should like Photoshop a Kyle Buchanan tweet of like the winner of best live action short. Yeah, and hold so, it up. Yeah, we we already screwed up. So anyway, <laughs> best documentary short choice. The nominations were Audible. Leave Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir and When We Were Bullies. And I'm going with The Queen of Basketball.
1: Same. Um, I actually like, of, of the three shorts categories, this one is my favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think uh, these uh, films are the best ones out of all of them. And yeah, I, I'm going with Queen of Basketball. I think that's like, not only accessible, but like the, the story is interesting. And she has a subject, uh, Lucy Harris, uh, is super charming and interesting and she just draws you in, even if you know absolutely nothing about basketball.
0: Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Uh, animated short choice. The nominees are the affairs of all the affairs of the art bestia box ballet, Robin, Robin, and the windshield wiper. This one is tough. I actually, I'm good. I'm going with Robin Robin. It's like the most basic one, so I'm sticking with it. But I could see Winchell Wiper and maybe even Box ballet getting in. I don't know, but I'm going with Robin Robin.
1: Uh, this this is like the the most uh, like a, adult lineup <laughs> in mean, shorts we've maybe had ever. Not not the most a uh, uh, child friendly no. lineup. Um, I like I like Bestia a lot and. Like that's a like like clay mation. I don't even know. It's like stop motion, like clay um, animation and also like based on the true story, which is right. like wild. Um, but I don't know if that can win. I feel like if it's just like uh, animators voting, it would win. But with the entire Academy voting, um, we've seen historically they like uh, cutesy stuff, like animals or like kids. So I too have Robin. Robin,
0: right? I, I don't
1: Even think he, that's I, that's long. I think
0: that's the longest one here. It is. I think it's also on Netflix, right? Yeah. And so that I feel like is another added uh, feather in its cap here for both accessibility and uh, cuteness. Because Bestie, I think I, I would have a hard time imagining some of these voters making it through it. Bestia.
1: Yeah, I like. <laughs> I think I think it's the best one out of them, yeah. but. I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, I guess it could win. Just so so you I went I put pretty- it in
1: second just just because um, I wanted to win, but I don't like that'll be cool if it won.
0: But I right. Yeah. All right. So you went pretty you went pretty favorite heavy on those. And I yeah. did, too, except for the dress, which I just am like kicking a stab at the shot in the dark at because I always kind of mess up on the shorts. I was like, I I'm just going to try to mess up less. I don't know.
1: I mean, if I get like two out of three of these, right, I'm, I'm happy.
0: Right. And like, you'll probably year, that'll got two help. out of
1: three and I am happy. Yeah.
0: So. All right. Into the other uh, more pre-show categories. Best score Joyce. What a, what a, a throwaway category, obviously. No, uh, don't look up Dune and Kanto, Parallel Mothers and the Power of the Dog. All respect to Nicholas Bertel. But I got Dune and Hans Zimmer winning
1: but you know at least um Bertel informed us yesterday uh tuesday that uh, succession season 3 soundtrack is coming out next month april 29th so
0: I, that's a win I for literally us. think about that maybe once a week where is the sec- succession season 3 soundtrack and <laughs> score and now we know when it's coming so that's great yeah
1: so that's yeah that the uh, I'll, I'll take that this week um yeah. if he can't win an oscar but yeah i i have dune
0: great so uh good score hans zimmer second oscar uh love it uh you know i guess if if there's an upset here that we find in the pre-show that like power of the dog wins, I'd say that portends very well to its best picture chances, but I'm not expecting an upset.
1: Uh, yeah, that, that would, that would be nice because I really do like the power of the dog score um, in its simplicity um, and how like economical it is. And also, I mean, it's not nominated here, but Johnny Greenwood's Spencer score, completely different.
0: So. Yeah. I, I still think I prefer the Spencer score.
1: Yeah, I also i I could see like Encanto upsetting as well.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'm not predicting
1: I, it, but no. I
0: yeah. Um, I- next up in the pre-show, Sound, Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story, and I have Dune winning.
1: Same, even though I want West Side Story to win. And- I- as, as I've always said, if there were still two categories, Dune would win sound editing and West Side Story would win sound mixing. So.
0: And so I have West Side Story in second. If there's an upset there, I think it's West Side Story, but I guess we'll see. Um, makeup and hairstyling, like we do not have Jessica Chastain here to watch this ceremony. Uh, at Is the she moment. out
1: on the red carpet right now? She's or?
0: out on the red carpet, out in the front okay. lawn. But, yeah. you know, if this was the real Oscar, she'd be there watching this category. Makeup and hairstyling, Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, the eyes of Tammy Faye and house of Gucci. And I have the eyes of Tammy Faye winning.
1: Same. Get get Jessica in here so she can see their
0: speech right now. Uh, Best (laughs) editing. Still shocking that this is in the pre-show. What are you going to do? I guess. Uh, And one of
1: the most unpredictable categories.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't look up Dune, King Richard, the power of the dog and tick, tick, boom. I literally could make a case for all of these movies winning to be perfectly honest. um, I've had King Richard for a long time, but I'm actually going to switch to Tick Tick Boom, Joyce. I think it's going to win. Oh, okay. I think it's going to pull a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and win. So the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was the last time a non—is uh, it the last time you could correct me? But it was yeah, non- it's the best last picture time won. a
1: non-best picture nominee won. won. So and it also, like Tick Tick Boom, would uh, it it won over four other best picture nominees.
0: Correct. I just think there's a lot of affection for Tick, Tick, Boom. And I think a lot of times this category goes to the most editing. And while that would be Don't Look Up, I think the editing and Don't Look Up maybe put off a lot of people. And I think Tick, Tick, Boom could win here. I really do. I just think if you're watching, it's like, it's so well put together. I think having it be a musical actually helps. And there's a lot of scenes you could point to in Tick, Tick, Boom. Where you're like, oh, this is like really well, like the um there's a song later. I forget what it's called, but him and Vanessa Hudgens are doing it when him and his girlfriend Alexander Shipp are uh, fighting. Is that and the way they cross yeah. cut back and forth is like incredibly fun and really impressive. And I just think it, I think it's gonna win. I think we're gonna get an upset here. I, I don't I think, I
1: think that's that's the song. It's not I the first one that came to mind is why. I'm like, that's not why. Um, but yeah, it's like them talking about like their relationship. Yeah. Uh, It's therapy That's that's, the song that um, yeah therapy session Um, They that like the editors Have like highlighted as part of their campaign
0: And as they should It's a great sequence so I I, Like I said I think you can make the case for all of these I would say if I was like When I'm knocking things off I was like Power of the Dog and Dune Are incredibly slow Moving movies that doesn't mean it's bad Editing but I think if you're just a, a person Who's voting on this you might be like that's too slow. I don't, you know, whatever. King Richard, I think actually has, while the tenant scenes are really impressive, I actually think it could fit in with those other three in that it's incredibly long and you kind of feel it and don't look up, I think is a little too hectic. And so I was like, tick, tick, boom is hectic enough that it looks like a lot of work was being done, but still feels a lot shorter and like condensed and tight. So I think that's why it's going to win.
1: Is it also the shortest of these? It is. I think it's like exactly two hours, right? It is. And the others are past two hours. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I'm going with the upset. I'm going tick, tick, boom.
1: I, I can. I mean, I've seriously thought about all five of these in like the past, like, ten days. Um, and it's funny how you like immediately discuss, uh, dismissed Dune and The Power of the Dog because they're the only ones here with the sound stat that everyone clings to because no movie since The Departed has, uh, uh, won this category without at least a sound nomination. And remember, there used to be two sound categories. So it was like also easier to get a sound nomination with two. Um, yeah. So there are only two with sound here, but yeah, I agree that, I mean, Paradox. first of all, just complete opposite of what they usually go for here. Just subtle editing. It's great editing, but people think of editing as most editing or mm-hmm. like if you're not an editor, that's what people think of as editing. And yeah, Dune is not like your action movie or like a, a war movie that has a lot of heavy cuts. Um, and it's also lost, like, every major editing award so far. And it lost two of them to movies that were not even nominated here, No Time to Die and West Side Story. Um, so I, like, I, I can also, I, I guess you could argue it both ways. It's like, oh, like, those two movies are not nominated here, so if I could still win. Um, but then it's like, but why is it, like, losing these awards then? If Like, is it just going to be a default winner? I don't know, because it, it just seems like everyone's just rejecting this movie, right? Like, as an editing winner. Um, and I guess you could also say, like, if, if like, No Time to Die were not nominated at BAFTA, like, Dune maybe would have won, because it did so well there. And obviously, the Brits love their bond. I don't know. But yeah, I currently have King Richard. I don't feel great about it. I'll probably switch.
0: <laughs> I have King Richard. I have King Richard in second. And I think the case you can make there is that it won uh, at the Ace Eddie Awards yeah. and Pamela Martin is a really respected editor and is like a leader in that branch. So I think that helps, but it's obviously the whole Academy is voting. So I, you know, I don't know. I, the tennis scenes are really great, but I do think that movie does feel long sometimes.
1: I mean, it's a long movie. I wouldn't say it it like breezed by, but I wasn't bothered by the length of it as I was about like some of these other movies. Sure, Uh, not just this lineup, but like the best picture lineup. Right. uh, Yeah, like the tennis sequences are really well done. Um, Honestly, like the best part of the movie, like the entire like third act, Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, but I it's again, it's not like super flashy. Like it's a sports movie but it's it's not like super like a, a ton of cuts
0: like tick tick right. boom or don't look up.
1: Don't look up. Uh, what if it wins like screenplay and this like that would be
0: well, hold, hold on to that idea when we get to screenplay
1: uh, yeah, so I have also thought about tick tick boom because I think there is a lot of love for that movie. and yeah, I agree with everything you said about the editing of the sequences, uh, the music sequences and the back and forth. It is. Like very manic, and I—it's not everyone's cup of tea.
0: So, but, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to d- d- go to the uh, anonymous Oscar ballad that the Hollywood Reporter published last night on Wednesday, okay, uh, Tuesday night. This is a, 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 a offensive throughout, uh, hilariously uh, over the top like takes. But one of the even, I agree with you. I was like, oh, Tick, Tick, Boom is a movie that I think not everybody likes, and it obviously missed in Best Picture. So you might be inclined to say. You know the academy did not embrace it as warmly as maybe we would have expected, but here's a here was one of the guys who was like, I mean, like I won't even read some of this stuff because I think it's so bad. But here he was, it was not the greatest, the guy or gal, whoever it was. Here, uh, I'm assuming a male uh, based on his the, the, their their the,
1: takes, the, the Lost Daughter takes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like not what you want. But even for edit, the editing here's what the thing. This person said, "Quote the editing in Tick Tick Boom was just extraordinary. It played off the rhythm and energy of the character and his music in the sense that it's frenetic and all over the place in a way that just worked." And while it's just one voter who is hopefully not too super indicative of the Academy at all at large, and eight thousand people vote for the Oscars, I do think that is a sentiment that I could see carrying through a lot, and it's. I think it's the one movie here that actually stands out apart from the other four, because it just, it does feel different. The other, th- I think even don't look up while it is very manic has a lot of the same.
1: I mean, it's when an you... Adam McKay movie.
0: Yeah. It just feels like, I guess all four of the other nominees, I feel like you feel the length at some point point. and tick tick boom. I don't think you feel, if you don't like tick tick boom, you're going to say it's awful. And the whole thing feels like a 50 hour movie. But I think I liked all four or five of these movies and all of them felt long except Tick, Tick, Boom. And I don't think that's a demerit for the Also because
1: it's like literally the shortest.
0: (laughs) Literally the shortest and it feels even shorter than it is. So that was my thinking. Again, I don't know how people vote for this stuff and they might just be like, do I like Dune? So I'm going to put Dune down or whatever, you know? I do feel like
1: Dune is the the default, right? Um, Right. And, but I also, I don't know if it's going to win all six below the line categories it's being predicted for.
0: I don't think uh, it is.
1: Yeah, I and um and I guess if this category is as divisive as it seems, since we've gotten like different winners so far, and like maybe there's not a ton of passion for any one of them, and it then it wouldn't take a lot for Tick Tick Boom to win
0: mm-hmm. either. And I can see Tick Tick Boom being a passion pick because again, and we talked about this with like I don't know with like Coda at BAFTA, weren't one adapted screenplay. My take is I don't know. I think if people are really excited about one of the movies and they only have one spot to vote for that movie and this is not like I think they would if you were a super fan of Tick, Tick, Boom, and let's say you had it like high on your ballot and it ended up not making it in for best picture. Tick,
1: Tick, Boom was this guy's favorite film.
0: (laughs) So it's like this guy's favorite film is Tick, Tick, Boom. He only has one place to vote for it for the film for
1: Andrew as well.
0: Right. Okay. Beyond the performance. So I'm like, you, you could see a world where people who really were excited about Tick, Tick, Boom, which we all figured was like maybe 11th or 12th in the Best Picture nominations. Uh, they'll vote for it here because that they don't have an opportunity to vote for it elsewhere. And all these other movies, in theory, you would say, like, have an opportunity to win elsewhere. So
1: and it does, it does have a guild when I won Ace in comedy, even though it's not a comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. And with the regard to the sound thing, like you were saying, earlier it, yeah it would have gotten were... a sound
1: mixing i'm giving it a phantom sound mixing nomination. correct just like right. it would have
0: gotten that nomination I swear it should really... be here as well right it should so, be winning this so you could you don't have to change i mean obviously we don't no, have see. i mean run.
1: i've thought about this myself i just <laughs> i i don't know should, should i just do should i switch to ticket boom now <laughs> I
0: don't know. yeah do it i think it's gonna win i think this is a sharp play i really do i think it's a good bet because this is a toss-up category i
1: literally like thought about changing to all of them like, for real, except Don't Look Up. Like, I've thought about Don't Look Up, but not, like, like legitimately as a winner. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, who would have thought Tick, Tick, Boom could be the next Girl of the Dragon tattoo?
0: We've sent, we spent about 10 minutes on this amazing category that they will give away in a tweet. Just awesome. Yeah.
1: And then they'll show like 30 seconds of the
0: speech. Um, incredible, incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Joyce, another, uh, another pre show delight. Production design. The nominees were Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy Macbeth, and West Side Story. This is another really tough category. I have Dune winning, but I don't feel great about it. And I kind of want to switch to West Side Story, but I don't I know. I mean, you know,
1: I won West Side Story to win and pull a Lincoln.
0: <laughs> so I. Again, I think Dune is gonna win a lot. And I think the sound stuff will be really great. And obviously, like there's a case made for the production design for this and for Nightmare Alley, but I just wonder if West Side Story could sneak it out here. I don't know.
1: I so I actually have Nightmare Alley in first.
0: Okay, you so you went to Nightmare. I had Nightmare Alley for months and I switched to Dune. Now you are Nightmare Alley.
1: Okay. I had Nightmare Alley for like a day after I saw it in December. And then I like went to West Side Story. Um Yeah, like, again, back to, like, is Dune going to win, like, all six of these crafts? I don't know. I think the safest play is for you to predict Dune in all six and just take the hit wherever it comes so you're covered anyway instead of trying to guess which category it's going to lose. Um, I mean, it's also interesting for it to, if if it wins, like, all six, to do it without a directing nomination, you know? Because usually, like, these, like, crafts heavy films, like, has directing nomination, like Mad Max. Um, and gravity won seven, including director. And that was also, mm-hmm. uh, a movie that did not win or like underperform in editing, like in the lead up, but it's someone editing anyway. Cause it was just like the biggest player, you know, and the directing winner that year. So yeah. And I can see Dune winning, uh, by default as well. And just because I think the, the world it has to build is so vast large, but also a lot of it is like outdoors, like sandstorms. Whereas like, you know, Nightmare Alley and like West Side Story and like, yeah, the other four, powder of Dog and Tragedy McBath, like it's a lot more interior or like, like uh, practical sets as well, like more of them really. And, uh, it, it feels a lot more real and tactile. So I don't know if that's a factor. I think if they go for like scale, then dude will win. Um, but like and so Dune won ADG in fantasy and Nightmare Alley won ADG in period. I would feel better about West Side Story it won uh, ADG in period. It should have won ADG in period. Um, so I wanted to pull the upset though, just like Lincoln
0: did. That was the reason, uh, really the only reason I was almost going to pick West Side Story is because Lincoln did it and won an acting award and a production design award. And I feel like obviously West Side Story is going to win an acting award. So perhaps it wins the production design award as well. But I don't know. I, I think this is a place where Dune could just get name checked in. I, I don't know why I think that, but yeah, I think just feel that, like... that's
1: definitely the safest choice. So I don't know if I'm going to, especially now that I also, I'm, I'm right. still not predicting Dune and editing. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I could just see like Denver Alley team. Cause like, like Cape Blanche's office alone.
0: Hey, I had, I mean, I've had Nightmare Alley in there for months. I only switched actually after, I didn't and win a BAFTA here. And, and that was when I kind of gave up the ghost, I feel like. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I'll i will stick with Nightmare Alley for now. So I, I guess I, I i don't have Dune
0: winning six <laughs> for now. No, I don't either. I don't think Dune will win six. I think that's a little hard to, I think it'll win. I don't think it'll win six. I have it winning. Like we said, I have a winning visual effects. Uh, we didn't do that yet, but spoiler alert, visual effects sound uh a score and production design those are my those my victories for dune i guess we'll see all right so that was it i think that's the eight right the shorts one two three uh sound four score five production design six makeup and hair seven and sound and and editing eight so congratulations to those yeah we did those in the the pre-show pre-show so now let's go through and do the rest of the categories for the main event choice this is where uh this is where the show will pick up with a great opening segment, I'm sure, from Amy Schumer and uh, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall, who all have been giving away who's every interview I've read with all three of them. We'll talk about this at the end of the show. We'll go through the show a little bit, but just some it's, really great tidbits. Some really great tidbits. And also, they all seem so enthused. And I'm saying that dripping with sarcasm because uh, <laughs> all of them seem like they're just like, hey, I don't know. Hopefully it works. Blame the other person. Talk to the producers. It's, it's That's a, job. a lot of that. Anyway, uh, best international film Joyce, The nominees here were Luana, a yak in the classroom, flee the hand of God, drive my car, and the worst person in the world. And I have drive my car winning. Same. Uh, not much to say about this category. Drive my yeah. car is nominated for best picture. It seems likely it will win best international and, film. And, and, best <laughs> and best director. And best director and best adapted screenplay. It's got a ton of nominations. And there you go. Uh, for Best Documentary Feature Choice <laughs> nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and *Writing with Fire. And while this category often features an upset, I'm sticking with Summer of Soul, and I think it will win.
1: Yeah, uh, it already cleared its biggest hurdle, which is getting nominated because they tend to snub like the yes. populist pig, the one, the archival footage, and it it cleared that hurdle. So
0: congratulations to Questlove. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be really cool. And it'll be a fun moment. And the movie's great. And uh, interesting that they both. Uh, so uh, it, it's interesting that perhaps both uh, documentary feature and best film, a uh, best picture could be movies that premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in 2020, which I think is uh, could possibly happen because Code obviously premiered same year as Summer of Soul. That uh, 2021, you got it. It's a time is relative. What year is it? <laughs> uh animated feature choice we're up to next the nominees were Encanto, flea luca the mitchell's versus the machines and raya and the last dragon i've been back and forth on this one uh phil lord and chris miller have just exploded social media uh with Uh, all all of their friends supporting this everyone supporting mitchell's versus machines on social media if if it wins if it was oscars fan favorite voting for mitchell uh best animated feature i think uh mitchell's versus the machines would win but since it's not hashtag uh fan favorite here i'm going with Encanto. i think it's going to pull it out okay
1: so you you've cleared your head on this category because you you were very torn on friday <laughs> it was.
0: i just think it's like i could really make a case for mitchell's versus the machines it is really, creative I, I really and like the movie. It, It's and i actually movie. think yeah. it's a better i actually think it's a better movie than Encanto i mean kanto obviously I mean, has when the does songs. that ever matter it doesn't
1: Not really just matter in this category, but just in general,
0: in general, it doesn't either. So that was why I went with Encanto. I like all of these movies, like we've said, but I think Encanto is going to win.
1: Yeah, I have Encanto. I just it, that's the one that just hit the biggest, you know, um, that's
0: it. Every every yeah. voter who has a kid or anybody who knows a kid has been seen Encanto multiple times in the last two months. And Mitchell's Versus Machines is an older movie that they probably have already moved on from unfortunately
1: and like i said to you in our column um like mitchells as great as it is it just feels like another klaus remember yeah. when people were predicting klaus yeah. 2 years ago um and that actually won the bafta and Kanto right. won the bafta here so right. yeah i don't i don't think like it's 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 funny how like they in in like this category they they still lean like super broad and populous. it's just like name checking like disney or pixar um, and then unless there's something like a Spider-Verse, which is still like IP, obviously. Right. Uh, but yeah, like Encanto would, would be, you know, a big win, um, even though it's Disney behind it, but it's 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 not part of a franchise like Toy Story. Um, it's an original story, you know, it's not IP like Spider-Man.
0: So. Yeah. Before we move on from here, best uh, best Olivia Coleman performance this last year. Oh my
1: God, Mitchell's versus Machines,
0: (laughs) incredible, right? She was amazing in Mitchell's versus Machines, and uh, FYC for her best actress. uh, For they need
1: to, uh, you know, uh, add a a category for voiceover,
0: add a voice category, and have Olivia Coleman win for her incredible work in Mitchell's versus Machines.
1: And she also, so I I talked to the director and the writer, writer director of Mitchell's, and yeah, he said like they had reached out to Olivia to voice Pal before she won the oscar for the favorite and then he just assumed that after she won she would like back out and she's like no 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 i still want to do it
0: that's so, awesome she yeah. rules uh, best visual effects choice the nominees are dune free guy no time to die shang chi legend of the ten rings and spider-man no way home and here i have dune winning
1: yes uh but shang chi should win
0: for Morris. <laughs> I think Spider Man should win for everything, but I can see Morris winning. I didn't like the Shang-Chi effects at the end. Morris is she great. I didn't like the dragons. The dragons are really, they just don't look great. Yeah, I don't But think Morris looks,
1: is the best part of
0: it. Morris is great, and it looks like real, but <laughs> tough beat on the dragons. So Dune winning there. Congratulations to Dune. Uh, let's see. Next, we did Best Sound, Best Song, Joyce. So that four of these five nominees will be performing on the show, which is so exciting. We'll talk about this at the end as well. Uh, but the nominees are Be Alive from King Richard, Dos Orguitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. Really tough category. I I don't know. I'm, I'm actually torn because like you said, the best you, song... You've been, you've been on the Encanto boat. I've been while. on the Encanto, but... And I'm going to stick with it. But wow. I think... no. I'm gonna stick with it, but I think No Time to Die is gonna win. Everybody assumes No Time to Die is gonna win, it feels like it definitely is just like, well, obviously, like it just feels like people are just shrugging and like no time to die. The song is not great. The problem is it's the wrong Encanto, it's not the right Encanto song to beat it, probably. Because the Encanto song is not super memorable either. I, I don't know. I'm sticking with Encanto. Yeah, just, <laughs> right. Now I, I'm sticking with Encanto. I don't know. I just feel like again. The recency, I feel I wonder how much of this is recency bias. Now, Billie Eilish and, and her brother Phineas have done a ton of press for No Time to Die. And we're all over the place and won every single precursor, it seems. But at the same time, has anybody actually thought of that song in like three months? Well, and the in song con- is two years old, And and in canto I, I still haven't heard it, as you know. <laughs> and in Kanto, at the very least, a lot of the voters, especially if they have kids in any capacity. Or no kids in their life have heard that song just walking around at least once or twice in the last like two weeks, when especially when they were voting. Cause it's either been on in the background, they've You're heard it on Bruno. Two. No, I think even in Kanto, because people just listen to the whole sound. I might guess is people just listen to the whole soundtrack, not just Bruno. And I think that'll help it too. So I'm sticking with Encanto, but I don't know if it's gonna win. I think I can see obviously no time to die. Has the we've the writings on the wall is a worse song than. No time to die and still won. Uh, Also,
1: a song I well, I've heard it since it was performed on the Oscars, but I have no, I cannot even hum the tune. So
0: it's like a totally forgetful, and it won basically because I I guess Bond
1: songs just win now. Because Bond songs, it
0: feels like like Bond songs just win now, and then No Time to Die would do that. So, and I think so. There's obviously a reason. I, I. I could see it either way. I don't know. I'm sticking with Encanto. I'm just going to go down with the ship. I, I think, why not?
1: Yeah, I i I have no time to die. Um, I just feel like everyone's being lazy here. And like, yes, it's the wrong Encanto song nominated. But again, they had no idea Bruno would blow up like this. Because the deadline for submissions was November 1st. So it wasn't like they submitted uh, Dos Origitas on January 1st. Right. And, and even it, like... Yeah, you know. I don't blame them, but I don't blame them because this is like that. This like Dos Origuitas is 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 like a, the emo ballad from the films. Just in general, like in the those were like the hits, right? And a little moment in the movie, and we don't talk about Bruno with his like elaborate uh, cast number, like the like it's like seven people. I don't even know but it's you know it's fun and it turned into this whole thing I think you know they like we've talked about it before how like Disney has been spooked and they don't want to submit multiple songs you can submit two they just didn't they just submitted one so yeah so this is the one that's nominated so I think if it does win it would just speak to Kanto's popularity I don't even think like people are thinking about you know completing Lin- manuel Miranda's EGOT or anything no um but like I think like they obviously know like you wrote this song like or all the songs for the movie um but I think like they've just been kind of lazy with like even even like the regional critics awards like it's like just giving it to no time to die and this is you know for like months now from like from the winter on and and you know we've. Also talked about how they've also been lazy nominating those Orquitas over. We don't talk about Bruno when they could do whatever they want and nominate Bruno and award that too.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: think I think it's between these two. I don't think any of the other.
0: So I think it's between these two too, and even, like I think you could make the case that honestly, like maybe, Be Alive or Down to Joy could surprise just because they're from Best Picture nominees that people really like in theory but I don't think that's going to pan out like last year, obviously her one, right. For. uh,
1: for Yeah. Her one. But I think that, yeah, that's because it was a best picture adjacent. Like it was a nominee And so you could argue that. Obviously (laughs) team Husevic,
0: Right. And you could argue that those two movies are the best picture adjacent picks there. Obviously they are. They're the only two best picture nominees King Richard and Belfast. So if there's an upset, perhaps it's there, but I do think. Because it's no, because it's a bond thing. I think the bond outweighs everything else and i think that makes it the favorite and then if you're looking for a runner-up or a a potential upset you go with the disney one because that's a bigger brand than any of the best picture can like adjacency so
1: yeah and also like you know it's Billie eilish like everyone knows who she is (laughs) right and also Um, like her like last year she was the like the the biggest name there you know no offense to like leslie Odom jr but like she's like uh uh, you know, an industry favorite, you know, multiple yes. Grammys. Uh, and and yeah, Judas was a best picture nominee. And I, I mean, trial was nominated, but no one knew that song
0: at all. Good song, though. Still like that song.
1: Daniel Pemberton, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, love him. Uh, Joy's costume design they're giving out this one on the show so they could get a Cruella plug for ABC's own Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. And I have Cruella winning.
1: Yes. Congratulations to Disney.
0: Uh, Cool costumes. Very just straight up cool. I don't know. All these. I actually think everyone in this category is awesome. I, Joyce, I interviewed the Cyrano costume designers and they like hand did every single thing. It's like really cool for like all the military uniforms and like, just a lot of like craftsmanship in there. I don't have it winning, obviously, but just a plug for them. They did a great job. Still Cyrano, love Cyrano.
1: Uh, still, still made it out as an Oscar-nominated movie. After still
0: love Cyrano. It, uh, somehow an Oscar nominee, it's a, a 2021 movie that came out three months into 2022. You love to see it.
1: How many uh, times was it delayed?
0: Five or six. It came out. It eventually came out in Feb, end of February, I believe. Yeah. And it's available now on VOD. They, uh, they
1: bought it. a lot of ads during the Olympics. A lot of prime oh, time. Olympics coverage was sponsored by Cyrano. So I saw a lot yeah.
0: of Cyrano ads. Uh, next up, Joyce, another kind of really competitive category, best cinematography. The nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. And I have Power of the Dog and Ari Wagner winning here. I think wow. I, I've been like on, on that for a while. I Greg Frazier's work in Dune is amazing. I love it so much. I think he could actually win here next year for the or this year for the Batman or next year for the Batman. It's, it's awesome. But uh, no, I have Ari Wagner for Power of the Dog. I think that is a movie that you watch and you say, great cinematography. And I think (laughs) I do wonder if there's I still wonder if there's a bias on science fiction. I guess we'll find out where obviously like Blade Runner one. So maybe not. But I just wonder how much. I don't know. It just feels like maybe that's a little bit of a bias that it could be like it. How much is the visual effects versus how much is what? what Greg Frazier's doing. So I'm gonna stick with Power of the Dog, even though there is a lot of visual effects in Power of the Dog, as we've seen. They're very subtle though. So I'm sticking with Power of the Dog.
1: Uh I I would love Power of the Dog to win. Um, and Ari would obviously be the first female winner of this category. Only only the second woman to be nominated here. Uh I I wish would had won ASC though over the weekend. Uh Dune want that. So. Uh, I still have Dune here, I think. Although I think of Power of the Dog's crafts, this is its best chance to win a craft category. Absolutely, Yeah, so I could still see her winning. And uh, ASC doesn't have the best track record uh, lineup with the Oscars, but usually they kind of go with something, like they go with like Cold War, you know? Right. Um, and last year, like, Mank won ASC and it was still seen as an upset cuz everyone was like oh no Matt Land will win the Oscar but Mank ended up winning the Oscar anyway but that was also black and white
0: right um, so the other thing i wonder and i i do wonder if there's a rooting interest in Ari because while i think maybe people were like oh should Netflix be hitting or like cravenly trying to be like you know like a this is a you know this it's time kind of narrative for like Ari Wagner to win I do think of all these nominees, and while I know all of them by name and I'm like a huge fan, I think for casual, perhaps not as connected or caring Oscar voters, Ari Wagner has been very prominently out there. Like, I mean, she was like, she's been at every show, I feel like, and they've done a really good job. I think Netflix has done a really good job of like making her contributions to the film very apparent and making her name recognition very apparent, whereas some like Dune I know Greg Frazier did it, but I'm like, does everybody know Greg Frazier did it? Or is it just like Dune cinematography? You know what I mean? Like I, well,
1: also on the Oscar ballot, like these people's names are not on there. Like,
0: no, I understand. Yeah. All right. I understand that. But I think if you're like looking at the ballot with just the movies, you still go, Oh, Ari Wagner did power of the dog. I do feel like they had a good amount of like reach on getting her out there. Whereas the other nominees here are more just like the movie and not the person. And so I think if putting a personal Face on the cinematography, well, yeah. Because also, also, like,
1: men have only
0: men have won this category, so it's like, right. what is their narrative? <laughs> right. Another so man it's just like winning, another dude versus like Ari Wagner for Power of the Dog. I, I don't know. I think that little bit could help, especially in a category where you could literally make a case for all five of these.
1: This is a great category. All of these, um, you know. Obviously, personally, I would love the Puddle Shot to win. Correct for West Side Story. I don't. Think and I think it's happens.
0: because it's going to be really close. I think you. It's, this is will be very competitive. If I think if they ever showed the votes. You probably have not much spread between one and five. You know, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout by any means. So I do think that having the little bit of personal touch by having Ari Wagner be so forward in the last like month will help push her over the top. I guess we'll see. If Dune won, I'd be thrilled. I think the cinematography is awesome. Same with West Side Story and Nightmare Alley and Tragic Beth. So, but I'm going to go Power the Dog.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I want to go off of Dune for three categories. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I did I do, I have, so I have Dune winning one, two, four of its, four of its victories. I have
1: uh, I, visual yeah, effects, I have
0: sound three. score, and because
1: uh, I think I have been winning four
0: now and production then, like,
1: design. Yeah. Cause this one, yeah. Cause I have Nightmare Alley and right. so. So I
0: think four is a good amount. I think that yeah, would I be have actually,
1: four. I, I just have. The, a different four different
0: four so i guess we'll see i don't think it's going to win all six and i think four feels realistic based on i know those. it's just
1: like if you're not going to predict all six like what combo are you going with right
0: so and i guess we'll see this could be like where i get tripped up and like lose all of these and it ends up with four not the right four, again
1: the safest thing to do is just predict doing an all six yeah but
0: i don't want to be forever. safe i want to be, I, know, I want I to win i get
1: that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joyce, uh next up original screenplay this is a, a great category the nominees are belfast don't look up king richard licorice pizza and the worst person in the world and i have don't look up winning best original screenplay
1: i am seriously about to switch to don't look up
0: so i'll give you my take for why and uh so worst person in the world king richard congratulations on the nomination i don't think they're really they're, they're they're in play to win so then you now knocked off those two licorice pizza the Academy seemingly rejected broadly. And while it won uh, at the BAFTA awards, it lost at WGA, which is maybe not the best predictor, but I still think it should have won if it was going to win. It should have I won think. WGA. And so I think that kind of like really hurt its candidacy here. So then you're left with Belfast and don't look up. The conventional pick would then be Belfast because as we've seen all week, Focus Features has been really excited about pretending that Belfast is uh the third, it's a contender to win Best Picture. And obviously, you know, a strong player, Kenneth Brando, would be a nice narrative to win. Uh, never won before. It won uh, at the Critics' Choice Awards. So that's like a precursor. And as the Critics' Choice are fond of saying, they're the best uh, predictor of Oscars. It feels like the basic winner that you would get. But Hollywood really, really like Don't Look Up. I mean, Adam McKay won here. Oh, uh, one already in the screenplay category, uh, for, for big, short. And yeah, he, he adapted. Can
1: complete the, the screenplay
0: two first. I, I think it's going to win. I think it is an important movie, uh, that they are going to be excited to, you know, put their weight behind. And yeah, I think don't look up is going to win. I think it, that would be a classic. It feels like that would be, a, we'll be watching it on Sunday night and be like, of course, don't look up one because like, um, like what else would win here? I don't know. That, that's my that's my that's my big takeaway. Belfast, I feel like would have won if Belfast was going to win. It needed a bigger international push, and like that, it lost at BAFTA. Means to me, it doesn't have that. So, yeah, Don't also- Look Up was a big success <laughs> on the BAFTA short the BAFTA long list. We joked how it did so well. Um, yeah, I think Don't Look Up is going to win.
1: Yeah, Licorice um, Pizza should have taken WGA. Like like Belfast wasn't there. So PTA has also never won uh, obviously an Oscar he he has a 11 total nominations now because there's three this year uh also never won a WGA award. So he yeah he he kind of needed that to buffer his candidacy because then he'll have BAFTA and WGA as you know like the two biggest industry awards. Um and the the last time a WG winner <laughs> lost to, how do I phrase this properly? So, um, the last time a WG, a, a WGA winner in uh, original lost to a, a a fellow WGA and Oscar nominee or a fellow WGA nominee at the Oscars was You Can Count On Me. And that was 21 years ago. It lost to Almost Famous. So, You Can Count On Me, one WGA and then Almost Famous. Uh, won the Oscar and they were nominated at both. And as we know, there are always a ton of ineligibilities at WGA. So yeah, you have like quirky stuff, like you don't face the same competition at both. And that's why this one here, but it was never going to win at the Oscars, you know? Um, And then you had like uh, three years ago when eighth grade, Oscar snub eighth grade, great win for Bo Burnham. He won WGA uh, over the eventual Oscar winner, Green Book. You know? so that's not the situation here. So no, I because
0: guess, yeah, I think if it was licorice pizza would have won. At WGA, <laughs> And then also,
1: even if like Belfast were eligible at WGA, I don't think it would have won. Same. So, and, and yeah, like you said, uh, the industry likes Adam McKay. And I think, you know, the don't look up is very divisive, obviously among film Twitter. Um, and I think, people are kind of letting their hatred of the movie kind of cloud their judgment as well.
0: So you sent me a thing yesterday. I forget the guy's name who does the YouTube, uh, the best picture thing with the, the preference. Oh, yeah.
1: Brian Ryan Castleman. He does them every year. Like he, he does the the preferential ballot for best picture every
0: year. Yeah. And so he had SAG voters or ind- he had actual ballots that he was like using and he like did the preferential ballot to pick the winner and it ended up being power of the dog. But what stood out to me was don't look up. Actually rated really well and finished in third place. And even in a lot of these prefer- even in a lot of these uh, anonymous ballots that have been published in the last like 24 hours. While you're right, I think most people on film Twitter, if you ask them to pick the worst Best Picture nominee, they would without hesitation say, "Don't look up." I think in the real world of the Hollywood in, the, in the industry, it's the real at least world a- of
1: Hollywood.
0: <laughs> it's at least middle of the pack, if not like top five for a lot of people. It might not be their favorite, but it is definitely like in the middle. It's not. It's not as polarizing as I think we maybe hit a. No, and we
1: even saw that like in in December when it hit Netflix, a lot of uh, famous people were tweeting positively about it. Right. And like just this week, we just had Zelensky referencing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't believe for a second that it's very polarizing among Hollywood. Yeah. I think it's like we talked before
1: how, uh, internationally, just like licorice pizza, the response is more positive to both those movies than it yes. is domestically. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is this, it is the most original script. Yes. The concept. Mm-hmm. Of these. And,
0: and I think it's going like to, I mean, I just think they award
1: that sometimes.
0: Yeah. So I think I have a winning, so that's my pick. What about, yeah. what do you have then?
1: I I like had I I kept Ligersh Pizza as my placeholder, but I, like I might just change to don't look up because I don't I like I think I've mentioned this before like months ago when the Licorice Pizza was coming out <clears throat> that I think uh, the Academy at large like I think PTA has like his fan base like his cult you know and he would probably be a winner by now if it's just like the writers uh, picking winners, but I think as a whole. Um, they're more into his like serious dramas and they are in his, into like his like more comedic stuff or lighter stuff. And Licorice Pizza is the latter. You know, like yeah. I think if this was Phantom Thread, he would be winning. Yeah, um, maybe. He wasn't even a nominee this... for screenplay for Phantom right. Thread, right? but he right. made it into director, you know? Right. And, and yeah, and like that, like both Licorice Pizza and Belfast are similar and like they're kind of episodic, like no real plot, you know? this kind of like meandering and then Mm -hmm. yeah um so like imagine if like pta had done don't look up like i want that version of that movie like i think he'd be a lock (laughs) yeah i think he needed high concept right original and he's Mm -hmm. overdue
0: (laughs) and i think what you're saying there is very true too because if you look at the nominees and if the top three are belfast don't look up and, and licorice pizza belfast and licorice pizza are very very similar movies and they're coming of age stories with like a bunch of supporting characters affecting a young person's life. And don't look up is a totally original concept and idea. And I think if you're, if you're a fan of all three of these movies, you know, maybe Belfast and don't and Liquorice pizza while we would laugh at that. Cause I think one is a lot better than the other one, uh, split the vote a little bit and then like, don't look up kind of gets in because, uh, it's, so it well, is well, also,
1: did we talk about this last week and how the presence of worst person in the world could eat into the more highbrow vote that you would maybe assume licorice pizza?
0: And they're very similar movies. And PTA even has said worst person in world is like his favorite movie. I would but not be surprised he, Worst
1: Person in the world. I think he like, would probably not the nominated?
0: <laughs> I think he would probably vote for Worst Person in the World in this category over his own script, I bet. So uh
1: yeah. And also the thing is like both like he and Kenneth Branagh are overdue in their own ways. Like Kenneth Branagh has eight nominations yes. across seven categories. PTA now has 11. So they could both go home. Uh, big and boosters.
0: I don't think I just don't I don't think either one of them right now. And for whatever reason, it was not like part of the driver of the narrative. I don't think it's been like get PTA an Oscar, get Kenneth Branagh and Oscar as part of this campaign. So I don't think people are really even thinking of that. When they're voting right now, or when they voted, so that's yeah. why I think Don't Look Up is gonna win.
1: Um, I might There's just change
0: the- it right now, but yes. yeah.
1: And the thing with like Belfast as well, it's like it hasn't won anything, like Correct. it's like the guilds, right? So, uh,
0: change it, change, change, change to Don't Look Up, and then I'll do we'll do adapted screenplay. You're doing that nominees for adapted screenplay are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog, and Joyce. I have Coda winning,
1: uh, yeah, same,
0: so. Uh, <laughs> you know, it won it after. Who, who would
1: have thought? Like
0: Canary, Canary in the coal mine, I would say, if you're looking for a reason beyond Coda's strength, Power of the Dog, Lost Daughter, and Drive My Car are all, like, sceniest, uh, a little more esoteric, difficult adaptations, and I think you could have pockets of support for each. Coda is a bigger tent kind of nomination, and it will win over that, and I think Dune gets hurt because it's the this first half of a movie, Dune, even though Dune it's a good adaptation. There. Yeah. Right. So the the other three I think cancel Although, each other out play like like, wins.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think you can argue like Dune is the hardest to adapt. Yeah. Um actually I think like like Coda is probably like the 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 least adapted in terms of like uh tweaks and changes like all these other scripts made from like their source material.
0: Um, right. I I don't know, I haven't seen the original though. So.
1: Yeah. I know. I haven't seen the the original either, but that's just like from what I've read. And, but yeah, like these other ones, just, just like the things, like I haven't read the lost daughter I've read power the dog. Um, but like drive my car, like, just like, holy crap. Just like everything like he did just to make that it's not like palatable, but I think it's like engaging for a three hour Japanese slow burn. Mm -hmm. Um, but Yeah, like, yeah, we've talked about like how those three, like Drive My Car, Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog could just split the highbrow vote and Dune is just there. And Coda just like comes up the middle for the win, which is what I think happened at BAFTA. Like BAFTA, winning at BAFTA for Adapted Screenplay. was like, wow. That was like really the turning point. Yep. Because it really, honestly, no offense, it had like no business. It
0: had no business. (laughs) And as I've
1: said, it never even crossed my mind that it would win that category there.
0: we. We talked about it. it. had no business winning that and compared to the other nominees. And before, if you would have told us Saturday morning of the BAFTAs or Sunday morning of the Baptists, we would have never guessed. Yoda no, we would have award. said
1: like if it was winning a screenplay award that night, it would have been critic's
0: choice. choice. Yeah. Right. Uh bet, now we're into the the main events, Joyce, the final final six categories. They will definitely give these out on the show. Uh they
1: will always give these out
0: on the show. Uh <laughs> it will, it'll of,
1: never be part of the eight. Uh no. Rejected if they continue this.
0: <laughs> Best supporting actor. The nominees are Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons, being the Ricardo's, and Cody Smith McPhee, Power of the Dog. I have Troy Kotzer for Coda.
1: Yeah. Remember uh, that time when like it seemed like he was gonna be the only one for Coda.
0: <laughs> uh I think. He's a runaway favorite here. I don't see any way he could lose, honestly. I think we might get one upset in the acting categories, and I'll give you that when we get to it, but not. I mean, here. I think I mean, everyone
1: just has like the best
0: actress. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Troy Kotzer wins. Uh, nothing else here really to say. I think
1: yeah. Like once it. he won BAFTA, it was like good night. Yep. So,
0: uh, for Best Supporting Actress, the nominees are Jessie Buckley for The Law's Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for Power of the Dog, and Anjanae Ellis for King Richard. And I have Ariana DeBose winning for West Side Story. Same. Do you see any world where she doesn't win? No. Pretty it would be pretty shocking,
1: <laughs> honestly. Um, this is the category we've talked, or the acting category we've talked about the least.
0: <laughs> I, I have for this one, I have Anjanae Ellis in second place. I do think if there's an upset, it would be her, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I don't
1: even know who I have in second. May, I, I might still have Kirsten in second. Um, yeah, I have Kirsten in second.
0: So for best actor choice, the nominees are. Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick-Tick-Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for the Tragedy of Macbeth, and I have Will Smith winning his first Oscar. Yes. Um,
1: Uh, Congratulations to Will. Again, like, he just... I think he was going to win anyway, but, like, the BAFTA
0: went on top of everything else. I think that did it. And I think he's got it, so... um,
1: Although, I'm, I'm like... I kind of think, like, Andrew is two and not
0: Benedict. (laughs) You think Andrews what? Two, like in second. I think he is two. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was, but I actually think Andrews also. And I you know, don't I think, think gonna he's going to you win. Know,
1: but Peter three. Sorry, sorry to Doctor Strange.
0: Sorry to Doctor Strange. All right, choice now. The last three categories: best actress, probably uh, always the most contentious. This year, is no it different. Be last on the show. It's not going to be last on the show. Okay. The nominees are Jessica Chastain for *The Eyes of Tammy Faye*, Olivia Coleman for *The Lost Daughter*, Penelope Cruz for *Parallel Mothers*, Nicole Kidman for *Being the Ricardos*, and Kristen Stewart for *Spencer*. Joyce, I thought about this for all week, and I have Kristen Stewart winning for *Spencer*.
1: <laughs> we didn't even like talk about our last week, <laughs> so, <laughs> or like I, in our, you were like on like Penelope last week.
0: <laughs> so I was on Penelope last week, and I was thinking about it this morning. My. They're all solid performances, and Jess Jessica Chastain is really good in *Eyes of Tammy Faye*. The movie is incredibly mediocre, and she's the best part of the movie. And she's won all the precursors, and well, not all of them. A lot of the televised ones, and not Bafta, obviously, because she wasn't nominated. Nobody was from this group. And the conventional wisdom is that she's just going to win, and like she deserves an Oscar, obviously, and all these different things. I just, I don't know if this passion is there, and in a tight race. I wonder if Kristen Stewart wins. I know the industry did not like Spencer. It's a very polarizing movie. That said, of all these nominees outside of Jensen Chastain, Kristen Stewart is, A, the only other person without an Oscar, and, B, has done as much, if not more, campaigning than Jessica. She has been everywhere. (laughs) The fact that she got into me at all means there was a ton of passion for her performance, right? Like, we didn't expect her even to get nominated, so she got in because the supporters and her fans in the Academy loved her enough to get her in because she really shouldn't have gotten in based on like all the tea leaves that we had going into the nominations. She missed it. Sag wasn't nominated at a BAFTA, all these different things. And so I don't know. I think the passion is going to be there. And I just don't think there's enough passion for Jessica's performance. I don't know. It's a great performance. If she won, I wouldn't be surprised. The only other person I think who could win is Penelope Cruz, but I also wonder if enough people have seen the movie and also she hasn't really campaigned which maybe could work but it just feels like it doesn't it's a very wow, low profile I does not
1: a covered, uh, Hollywood issue of vanity
0: Fair. So was Kristen Stewart though <laughs>
1: She's she's campaigning I mean she hasn't been to like every single award show like Kristen That's has. what
0: I mean. I don't know. So I have, I have Kristen Stewart winning. I just think you're going to get an upset here. I can make a case for all five of them, but I'm going to stick with Kristen Stewart. The fact that she got in I think in hindsight is going to be like, well, she won. And I think that was what, like, she has enough passion to win. You know, Jessica Uh, didn't have to beat her at the SAG Awards. And she won at the Critics' Choice Awards, but we know the Critics' Choice Awards would have voted for Kristen Stewart if they had happened in January instead of March. So I think her big wins do not hold as much strength as they initially appear when you, like, look at it. So that's my thinking. That's it why would it be
1: amazing it. if uh Kristen did win because we know how much, you know, she was she was like the the film twitter favorite and obviously would have won critics choice had it been in January. And you know, they pride themselves on being the best Oscar predictor. They they tweeted something yesterday about Troy's win and literally in the tweet it said like we're the best Oscar predictor.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: so it would be hilarious if Kristen actually won the Oscar when they didn't give it to her. Um yeah, I I, yes, she got it. She got the nomination based on passion and like the number ones, uh, which is how I think Gaga missed because I don't think she got enough. Like she probably had a ton of she probably like Gaga probably appeared on more ballots um, than Kristen, but not enough number ones. Like she was probably in a lot of like four and five spots, uh, but it, it was the, uh, the actors voting for the nominations. And we've seen, like, she's worked, like, Kristen has worked with a ton of people, obviously, because she's been acting since she was a child. And, you know, you, she had, like, Julianne Moore, like, hosting screenings for her. You know, she, you know, they worked together in Still Alice. Um, so I think she always had the peer support. But with, like, the entire Academy voting, I don't know. But again, this, it could just be another, like probably will be one of those categories where uh there's no, like outright front runner even though Jessica is seems to be one like she's a soft front runner but it could be so divided that it would not take a lot of votes for one of them to win so yes she can win um but i i again i don't know how like the crafts like all the other branches will respond to her since they they obviously rejected the rest of the movie when this is a movie that we were talking about getting in for crafts when it came out in the fall, you know, uh, like cinematography score, like production design, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they rejected it. And we know, we know about your friend at Telluride, who absolutely despised it. We know about all the walkouts from screenings. (laughs) So there are people, there are members who have not even finished this movie. So are they going to vote for her? Like having not like seen a completed performance where they probably did finish these other four movies.
0: I think that's true but I also wonder did they like any of these four movies? I don't know how many people liked Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's obviously gotten for makeup. I think that's exemplary makeup work and she definitely goes through a big transformation and obviously it's a great performance from Jessica but the movie itself is not its strength and it's like a fine movie. And all these movies are fine and I wonder while I agree I think of the of the nominees perhaps the least liked movie would be Spencer, right? Like for based on the the support or lack thereof of the Academy. It's
1: only nomination.
0: The only nomination and the other movies all have an additional nomination here for the actresses. But I just wonder, I don't think any of these other movies are a slam dunk, I guess is what I think. And, but by that sheer virtue of that, I wonder if the fact that Spencer is not liked actually doesn't hurt it as much as it would be in another world. Like if, if eyes of Tammy Faye was an unimpeachably great movie, I think we'd have no doubt that Jessica Chastain would win. But the fact that the movie is like, yeah the movie's fine And she's great Like I think that is the That is how everybody reacted To that movie Movie's fine She's great And Spencer it's probably like I don't like the movie But she's actually really good Or It's a great performance You know like people Didn't really slag on her performance They just kind of like The movie's really boring And not No like yeah it. no
1: that's true And but also Like unlike best actor Which is like heavily linked To best picture I don't think they really care About the quality of the film In this category Right you know, and like obviously none of these are Best Picture nominees. And you could say perhaps the closest one to a Best Picture nomination was *The Lost Daughter*, because it has like the most well-rounded set of nominations and a surprise nomination for Jesse Buckley. Um, but I, I like I think I think the the least divisive film here—not even like divisive, but like the most uh, well-rounded or well-liked film—is actually *Parallel Mothers* if people actually watch it.
0: Yeah, because and it I was reviews, right? Um,
1: and it's you know this uh, another collaboration, of like this iconic duo of Penelope Cruz and Pedro Amadovar. and it probably would have gone into international feature if Spain had submitted it instead of The Good Boss starring Javier Bardem. So, uh, and I got the the score nomination. Um, and you know it has Sony Pictures Classics behind it. And they're really good about campaigning their stuff. Like they know what to target. They don't, they don't care about anything else. They just like focus on like Academy members. So I think I think it's like maybe what's holding it back is that it's in Spanish, like it's not in English. So you just have to get people to watch it. Um but yeah, like her, you know, she she won two-thirds of the critics trifecta. She won the Gope Cup. Um she missed all the major precursors. But I think if this is if there's any year for anyone to pull a Marsha Gay Harden in a lead category, it's this year because none of her competition is super strong. So I think like, like I think she's still in fifth in the odds, but I think she can win. Um and I still have Jessica. I don't know if I'll keep her. I think she she's like the safe choice, obviously. Um, I think like BAFTA going. To Tammy Faye for hair and makeup, was was good for her because I think that was also a knock on uh, the movie or like her chances, being like, oh, it's it has like no international appeal. But you know, they could have also, I guess, just gone with like the heaviest prosthetics as well. So
0: mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's kind of what I'm I'm banking on. All the stuff you're saying is right. I just am like, I don't know. I think we're gonna have an I think we're going to have like an upset here and a Marsha Gay Harden I mean, this style. is the,
1: the acting category, obviously, that's most right for her. And I don't know, like SAG would go four for four if it's like these, like Jessica winning on top of the other three. and um, won two for four last year. So she could just be another Viola Davis, but with the Critics' Choice win.
0: But and again, I think the,
1: as we said, Critics' Choice.
0: That's why I'm kind of like... Phantom
1: Critics' Choice went to Kristen Stewart.
0: Correct. I, I feel like we all thought just... I mean, like, it was not a surprise that she, Jessica Chastain wanted SAG, I would say. No. We thought... I, we picked Nicole Kidman, I think, and people probably in the comments will be like, you dumbass, that's, you didn't...
1: That's, that's a very SAG-friendly performance.
0: But it is very SAG-friendly, and she was promoting heavily for SAG, and she's obviously a, an actor who actors really love, and she's, like, worked at being an actor for her whole life, and she's, like, a real actor's actor, Jessica Chastain, and I think that helped her at SAG. I think she won a Critics' Choice because she won SAG. And that's why I'm like, I don't think she's going to win at the Oscars. I, I think, it, or it, she could still win at the Oscars, but not because she won at SAG and Critics' Choice, I guess. Like, I think people are connecting the three together just because that's what the precursors say. And it seems likely that that'll happen and blah, blah, blah. But that's why I'm going Jesse. just, I, I, I could make the case for Penelope Cruz too. And I was actually trying to figure out if I should pick Penelope Cruz or Kristen Stewart, but I'm just not sure enough people saw the Penelope Cruz performance. And I don't, I think just Kristen Stewart has been everywhere. And like, I've seen her doing Jimmy Kimmel interviews. I just feel like she is really hey, gone for on it. Penelope
1: was on Seth Meyers last week. So. No, I
0: know. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. But yeah, Kristen has
0: been everywhere. Oh my gosh. She, she, she presented
1: a, at PGA.
0: She presented a PGA. I mean, that was like, she presented CODA best picture of PGA. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason for her to present that award. The fact that she got up there and did it. I'm like praise neon for getting her out there while voting. You know, she, uh,
1: the hustle is real. I respect it. Do what you need to do. If you're willing to do it, do, I would not be willing to do it. I would just be at home.
0: <laughs> I got to say the last time I've seen someone hustle like this was Eddie Redmayne for Theory of Everything. Eddie, Eddie
1: Redmayne. Yeah. And he won. And he, he kissed won.
0: every baby. He did every event. He was everywhere. People liked him a lot and he won. And but he also won he over. he had the
1: baby transformation. He had like the Jessica Chastain role.
0: I would say, though, Jessica Chastain is more like Michael Keaton, because everybody was like, oh, Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton. Got to give him an Oscar. You know, we love Michael Keaton. He's a great actor. Actor's actor. Michael
1: Keaton should have an Oscar by now, and it's cruel that he has not been nominated since.
0: And he so. lost to Eddie Redmayne, who is a younger performer who did a transformation. And while Jessica did the transformation, I do wonder if we'll have, like, a kind of, like, a history repeating itself. I don't know. I, I just... I don't know. I could see it. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't feel great about having I mean, it could just be the SAG four, which would be boring personally right. for me. But I yeah, I don't know if I want to switch, but then I guess I would switch to Penelope.
0: <laughs> right. This is the other option is Penelope. So
1: <laughs> I mean, we haven't even talked on the call. Like, I feel bad.
0: Unfortunately, I think Nicole got like bl- blasted out because the transformation went for the yeah. the transformative performance went to Jessica, and like the so did Kristen. St- just like no, and no one liked the movie, as it turns out, or not a lot it, of people. Uh,
1: just a roller coaster of a season for yeah. Nicole Kidman and being the Ricardos. But I also like like is because we've talked about before how the, the 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 base the voter base that's like into the biopic performances like Nicole and Jessica could that cancel each other out.
0: Well, I think it might, even though Spencer is a biopic performance, it's a yeah. different kind of biopic. So. It's a fable. Yeah. So that's, that's a great way to promote it. Yeah. sounds good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Jo- Joyce, best director. This one we could do pretty quick. I think the nominees are Kenneth Branagh, Rasuke Hamaguchi, Paul Thomas Anderson, Jane Campion, Steven Spielberg, and I have Jane Campion winning best director.
1: Uh, yeah. Is this, is this going to be Power of the Dog's only win? Is,
0: the big one. Well, I have a winning too. I have a winning cinematography and director. And I, for best picture choice, let's do it. The nominees were Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And I think, as you might've been able to tell from watching and listening, we both have switched to Coda winning best picture.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, I think Power of the Dog can still, like eke it out like there is a scenario where it can still win
0: so a couple of things here A, a, a there was a well, was a humongous push for belfast this week from the the awards punditry oh, and focus oh focus. yeah
1: uh the was like the president of focus
0: or? president of focus had a first person account to scott feinberg saying that don't sleep on belfast and the international voters are really going to come out for it and it's like a movie that everybody likes uh Clayton Davis and Scott, it seemingly both were still, you know, suggesting that it could be a three team race here or a three horse race between belt and power of the dog. You and I both do not think that is likely to happen nor even feasible. And I think arguably, I think, I
1: think most people would agree it's just between the two of them. Like-
0: yeah, and I think yeah. Belfast is not even the third movie. I think you could say, like, West Side like Story. Yeah, like Don't Richard, Look Up is the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, good good, good luck to Belfast, though, in, in its future endeavors. So Coda versus Power of the Dog, yeah, I think it's still a toss-up. And I would not be surprised in the least if Power of the Dog won. In that video, Ryan, Ryan Castleman, Joyce, is that who it was? hmm Power of the Dog ended up winning. It was very close. Coda had a lot of, a good amount of votes, but Power of the Dog had just more number ones from the start. And then it kind of was always high on a ballot. And back before Coda had gotten all this momentum, we always assumed that like power of the dog is always going to rate at least in the top, like three or four on everybody's ballot based on this list of nominees and just in general. And it performed really well in all the crafts categories and across the Academy. And by that, with that, basically it's going to still be a top five performer. And as movies get knocked out, it'll end up being like, you know it'll end up winning, and I could see that happening. The reason I don't have it winning, at least for me, is the momentum feels undeniable with Coda, and I think people like the idea of it winning, and I think they like to vote for a winner. And so, I think those kind of things are a self fulfilling prophecy. And it's like, I'm voting for Coda, and I think it actually will get a ton of number ones because of that.
1: Yeah, like I think Power to Dog will need to build up a huge enough with number one votes on the first round and just try to hang on in the subsequent rounds. Um, I think it, it can do it. It can do that because obviously it's the most nominated film. It has like across the board support seemingly, even though it's probably like number two in a bunch of these categories and it's not going to win a lot of them. Um, and like either one of them would defy so many stats. If like part of the dog doesn't win like a bunch of crafts, like if it just wins directing and picture it would just be the third movie to do that, and the first two were in the '30s. <laughs> like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and yeah, Coda just the three nominations, like only one without directing or below the line nomination. Uh, yeah, and they'll go three for three. And usually in like modern Oscar history, the ones with like the clean sweets are like the epics, right? Like Glass Emperor and like Lord of the Rings, you know. Um, so yeah, both of them would would uh, be breaking a ton of stats or, and, but it's a weird year and I don't know. I, I would hate it if like, I've had like probably the entire time and it ends up winning and I switched. <laughs> like, I hate like switching to the wrong thing at the last minute, even though I know there's like a
0: valid reason to switch. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised you switched because of you're that. surprised I switched. Yeah, I know. I know why you switched because obviously I think we've all now kind of come to the realization that Coda is likely winning, and I think but most. Like, of the, the
1: thing that, is, is it's like I like I felt better about my Parasite prediction two years ago than I do about Coda, and Parasite won less
0: than Coda has. That's true, but Parasite felt parasite much a, like a more a lightning of a and model phenomenon, like and yeah. had the directing. You knew like. It felt like he was gonna win director and all of the wins it had were not surprising. Yeah, and, and- it was
1: it was more well-rounded in its support and also like a more of um like a technical achievement as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I switched to coda because also the thing is it's like, yeah, the, the BAFTA screenplay win, which it was like, whoa. Um win, not surprising because like lack of competition, like Oscar competition, only against Dune among its Oscar competition. But the thing about that is voting for WGA Awards was from February 2nd to February 16th, SAG Awards, which is like seemingly when the code of momentum started, was February 27th. So they had already locked in the WGA votes um, way before the surge started. So I feel like it was like already there. And you could say, like, yeah, it was always gonna win WGA because you know, like they were gonna go for like any of the three non-Oscar nominees and Boone is Boone you know? So I don't know. I, and, and yeah, it's like, so like this weekend, (laughs) I'll tell you a story real quick. (laughs) I was with uh, a friend of a friend and we started talking about Jim Carrey and she informed us that she did not understand the Truman show. And we're like, what? <laughs> and she's like, she didn't I get it. She didn't understand the ending and like why like he left and like all this stuff. And we're like, whoa. And then we had to explain the movie to her. And this was on Saturday, like hours before PGA, like like, like actually like 12 hours, because PGA announced at like 2 a.m. <laughs> and and she was saying, like she just like like she didn't get it. She didn't like the movie and like she loves like his comedies, right? and like she only saw that movie cuz she was like expecting another type of comedy like liar liar whatever and it just like reminded me of like the the discourse now especially post PGA of uh, between like parrot dog fans and like coda stands cuz like coda is like the emotional movie right mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's pretty like by the book and it tells you exactly what it is. And it it's like comfort food and like handholds you like it's, it's, you know, it hits like all the beats it's supposed to, um, that's not a knock on it. I think, you know, like 95% of movies are predictable. Like Marvel movies are predictable. I love them. I love rom-coms, but you know, what's going to happen. Right. I knew what was going to happen to Marry Me. I watched it, enjoyed it. I knew what was going to happen in Coda. Uh, and right. it executed it well, but I think people like that predictability and it's comforting. Like they know exactly when to laugh and cry, and like Jim Carrey comedies are like that, mm-hmm. and like Power of the Dog*. I like. I don't even think Truman Show* is like complicated, and Power of the Dog* is. I guess it's more cerebral. It's. I don't think it's super challenging, but you know, there's more subtext, more metaphors. It makes you think. It doesn't spell things out for you. And it's more cagey and like circumspect and its intentions. So you have to pay attention and it doesn't handhold you completely, even though I think she does a good job of like laying clues like throughout the movie. But, um, I, I think like that's like the disconnect between those two, right? Like one makes you feel and the other makes you think not to say like they can't do both, but like their primary goals are different. Right. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, of of dog is the Truman show.
0: And I I think you're right. And I, and I think if we go back and look at the movies that have one best picture, if you go through like cerebral art house, whatever you want to call it movies versus like the movies that make you feel like power of the dog is much more like aroma or like a social network or like a, you know, I don't even know any of these other ones like that have one Shakespeare in, like, and like Saving Private Ryan. You could keep going on and on. There's but a the lot thing of is, like, I
1: don't think like the thing about like, um, part of the dog, like people call it cold. I'm like, I don't think it's like cold. Like I, it, there is emotion, in it, but like, it doesn't, that's not the, the, the first emotion you feel
0: or right. Like, like Saving Private Ryan is, yeah. is an emotional movie, but it's yeah. not Shakespeare in love. You're not walking out of yeah. Saving Private Ryan being like, Oh, I'm like, it's Shakespeare in love gives you a different emotional reaction. It's It's going for something different. And I think Coda versus Power Dog is a similar thing. And I do wonder, the two things I've been thinking of also is, A, and I think I've said this just in general. And even though Coda literally premiered at Sundance in 21 and came out in August of 21, and now we are in March of 22. Just <laughs> wow, that took you a while. <laughs> just Where are we? Uh, and it's been around for 15 months I do think a lot of people had not seen it before last month, you know, before February, before the Oscar nominations. And I think a lot of people are catching up and it's such an easy emotional win. You've watched the movie, you're laughing and crying and you're going to end and be like, that was a great movie. And the recency bias of that feeling is what's going to push it over the top. And Power of the Dog, people are not going back to watch again or haven't watched it in a few months. And even if they loved it, they're probably like, oh man, Coda left me feeling so great. And Power of the Dog was pretty big a bummer. So I think that's part of it. And then the other thing is, ironically, obviously then, so not only will it set all the no matter what wins, we're going to have like a bunch of crazy Oscar records fall. It'll be the first time, uh, e- if either one wins, it'll be the first time two movies directed by a woman have won Best Picture, right? Back to back years. And then also, uh It'll be the first time a streaming service has one best picture, which maybe doesn't mean anything anymore or whatever. We all expected Netflix to get that. It's just ironic to me that all the Netflix movies that they have rolled out for awards are so I, I agree that we could watch movies at home and like you watch all your favorite movies at home and it's fine. And like that's how you watch like The Godfather and Jaws and all these different movies that I like love that are like my favorite movies ever. I watch them all on like a VHS tape or on TV. And Power of the Dog is fine to work at home. But I do think it's a movie like Roma, like the Irishman that is best suited for like sitting in a dark theater and like not being distracted. And Coda is a movie you can put on and it doesn't demand as much from the audience at home.
1: Right. Yeah. It's it's like it's Ventura.
0: And <laughs> I do think that that really plays a part. And while you could see any movie at home and like it's still a great movie, I do think the way where you're so much more distracted now plays a part in it. So it's like, yeah, like when I was watching the Godfather or Jaws on like my thirteen inch TV. like I wasn't getting the theatrical experience on my like black and white magnavox or whatever was like very junky Magnavox TV. but uh, like, it's still, I had nothing else really to do. So of course I was watching. Now it's like, oh, you're so distracted and we have no attention span for anything. All our minds are shot and social media has destroyed the world. So of course I think a movie like Power Dog that the band's more from an audience is at home is maybe not playing as well as it could have 10 years ago even. So I do wonder if that ended up like playing a factor. And yeah, I don't know. I think Code is going to win. If Power Dog wins though, I would not be surprised at all. I do think it has like a lot of strong support. Like we said, it had the most nominations, but I don't know. I think code is going to win that, that. That's basically it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's um, yeah. Like Coda, just like, it tells you exactly what it is. And, you know, I think like, like the, you know, <laughs> now like, like uh, like everyone's like dragging it. Cause it's like, Oh, it's, a, it's like a TV movie or whatever. Um, or like a Hallmark movie. And I think even like they all over there that like team Coda would agree. It's not as um, uh, cinematically rich as some or like, you know, technically or has like the same like technical merits as part of the dog. I think everyone agrees about that. Right. Um, but yeah, it makes you feel and it, it tells you, like you said, like, you know, you you can be distracted while watching Coda and you still be fine. Right. Uh, I, I don't, you, you can't really be distracted. Like by when you watch like pair of the dog, like it, it challenges people's patience.
0: Yes. And I think that's a problem because people don't want to have their patients challenged. Yeah they, don't,
1: yeah. they don't want like they, so one of my biggest pet peeves is when I watch uh, movies or like TV shows with other people and then something happens and then they're like, oh my God, why did he do that? And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like you might find out
0: in two minutes. <laughs> Like, or you missed it because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, like,
1: exactly. Like now, yeah, power you're of the fine. dog has a lot of yeah. that. Yeah, Where it's like, like why I did think that happen? People like to be told exactly what is happening, and power of the dog does not do that. Um, you have to wait for it, and uh, I yeah, it, it could so in. But this could just be like another like King's Speech and Social Network scenario, even though the demographic of the Academy is so different now um but as yeah as we've seen i don't think the coda was underseen because i don't think you could be underseen and have troy kotzer get in everywhere someone who a complete unknown right
0: that's the argument i guess but i also wonder again i guess we talked about that category was such a mess going into it and i did wonder whether He probably the people who saw the limited amount of people who saw Coda that helped to get number one votes for best picture nomination, basically to get it in also probably were weighing on Troy and enough more so than like the Jared Leto's and Ben Affleck's and everybody else that we were trying and not enough people respected Mike Feist. And so that was why we ended up, you know what I mean? Like, I do think that maybe I, I thought that, and you're right. Like, I think it would have helped, but I do wonder if like, he was, he had enough passion from the fans of Coda basically. And like, even if not enough people saw it, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. I
1: like I I think it was it was I don't think it's underseen like the way Parallel Mothers is underseen because I was no, no 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 like it it's it's been in existence for over a year, right? It came out in the summer, they've been promoting it heavily since then. Like I don't think like they 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 picked it up definitely since SAG, just right. like Kristen Stewart, just everywhere. But like it was always like like Marley Matlin was the face of that movie, like as part of the promo, you know, like I think right. and I, like, I, I would buy her more as a name check if she was the one, like, getting in and not Troy. Like, I think it was seen, but it was, it's definitely being consumed more, like, post SAG. And, you know, we've we've heard, you know, it made Javier Bardem cry, it made Denis Villeneuve cry.
0: Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Everybody. Um, and I think that's going to be it. And I do think, you know, and, and I guess there was, a there's part of you is like, if you're still on Power of the Dog, let's say you're like, well... You know, you guys are saying like only the emotional movie wins, but like Moonlight won and and Nomadland won and all these things. And I'm and I would definitely put Power of the Dog in the same class as those movies. But I actually think there's more emotion in both of those movies yeah, there than is. there like is in, in Power of the Dog.
1: Yeah, even though it's like it, Nomadland is bleak, but you it the you 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 are more like immediately empathetic towards her
0: her situation. And there's, and there's more of a celebration of life in Nomadland mm-hmm. than there is in Power of the Dog. And Moonlight obviously has an incredible emotional through line through it as well. So I while I think the filmmaking of Power of the Dog is in league with those other movies, I think the emotion that the, the rooting factor and the emotion that you get from watching Power of the Dog is not comparable to Moonlight and Nomadland and is maybe even more along the lines of Aroma. And that's where we're ending up where we are. So,
1: yeah. And I think this is also like a perfect situation just the way everything fell for coda to capitalize on like i don't think coda would have eaten no Man land last year it would not have been parasite two years ago no. like this this race it was so chaotic this year and like everyone was kind of looking for a rival to power the dog and everyone uh tried to make belfast happen
0: <laughs> yeah and didn't um
1: happen. and uh it hasn't performed as a number two and CODA has emerged as the number two, like probable winner now, like all, all the crowd pleasing support that everyone said, like Belfast would have, it's like migrated to CODA and yeah, like more people are watching it now and yeah, Power to Dog is not as uh, emotional as Nomad Land. Like the situation was just perfect for CODA as a very charming cast and, you know, it's about, it, it makes you feel important when you're voting for it
0: as well. And uh, last thing on this, and then we'll we'll wrap up here and talk about the show in general and our expectations. I would say uh, the Apple campaign has been incredible to watch. They got the cast of of Coda at the White House yesterday,
1: it, right, right under the wire,
0: <laughs> right under the wire, right as voting was coming to an end. There's Marley Matlin tweeting from the lawn of the White House. I mean, like that is that is incredible. Are,
1: are the Bidens Academy members?
0: I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> incredible stuff. I just is like they are really going for it. This is. I, it just is yeah, like, and oh it, it's also
1: funny to think of like, I mean, obviously Coda was pre-made went to Sundance. Um, so yeah, technically an indie small film, but it's backed by the biggest tech corporation in the world.
0: Yeah. With unlimited <laughs> funds. Not, too.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing. Like people kind of couch this as like, Oh, like it's the underdog, the little movie that could like, sure. Because it's a smaller scale movie with three nominations, but it has freaking apple behind it. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, So, Joyce, that's it. That's our picks. So we differ on a lot of spots. I could really see me flopping, uh, and and, because I went off the beaten path on many. But I guess we'll see. I
1: know. I don't know. Are you going to change anything? Because it's Wednesday. Are you going to change anything?
0: I'm not. I'm just going to roll with this what we talked about here and just like go down with the ship. Because I was like, I could. I feel like this is a year where, with maybe like one or two exceptions, almost every pundit and expert will have the same picks.
1: Yeah, like dude. like
0: dune across the board and like the four actors that are going to win and obviously coda and jane splitting picture and director but i'm just like i don't know i think there's room for this could be a surprise i know i just it's just
1: hard to figure out where Where the surprise to go your own way and yeah like i might still go back to power of the dog i don't know i don't think so i and like i don't want to make take too many chances um i don't know i might go to penelope I mean, I think. I'm still mad at myself for not going to Anthony Hopkins last year because I was like really feeling it, and I didn't because I flipped a coin. So my coin flip, my coin toss betrayed me because then I like went to Carrie Mulligan because of the result (laughs) instead and kept (laughs) Chabuk Bozeman. But maybe I'll flip a coin to see if I switch
0: to Penelope. I mean, I could see Penelope getting it. So that'll be awesome,
1: and then it'll just be another you know like stat blown forever.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the show. Couple of things here before we wrap up. uh A, the great Rachel Zegler nightmare of uh 2022 ended mean, this like week. a non troversy She uh, on That's Sunday cute. she tweeted or she was in an Instagram comment,
1: which is said, which is like the the savvy way to
0: go. She didn't even. She just said, "LOL," or basically, "LOL." I'm not going. I didn't get invited. Uh, I'm watching it from my boyfriend's couch in sweatpants. No, he's, and she's wearing his flannel. And uh, immediately. Uh, up in arms, the world went uh, on social media, a lazy Sunday, not much going on uh, really took up and farmed. How, how did they not invite Rachel Zegler to the Oscars? Uh, great question because what are they doing? But obviously uh, I think there was a little more stuff at play because she's in the middle of shooting a Disney film, Snow White. Yeah.
1: A lot of information that people did not know slash are not aware of, or just how uh, ticketing works. So the
0: studios get the tickets, right, Joyce? Yeah. And then they give them out to their people.
1: Yeah, so the only, the show, there's a lot of reasons to dunk on the Oscars this year and the producers. This isn't actually not one of them, even though they're totally getting the blame right now. Like the, the Oscar show producers itself, their only response for inviting presenters. Right. So you could say they should have asked her to be a presenter. That's a whole separate issue. But if you just want an invite to sit in the audience as she wanted, like, it, you know, it seems like, um, That's, uh, from the studio Disney because the Oscars allocate a certain number of tickets to the studios and then the studios distributes them to whoever they choose. And also limited capacity this year because of COVID, (laughs) but I do, I do think Disney should have, uh, like actually, uh, given her a ticket from the beginning, because even though like she is in the middle of production for Snow White, she is the lead of West Side Story, first movie breakout role. And they made both movies. They're making Snow White. So it's not even like coordinating with another studio. Like they could have just blocked out this weekend for her to make. Correct. The trip. And I understand like they, they made it, it seems like they just made a business decision, even though they can totally afford to eat the costs of the travel yes. and COVID protocols. Uh, they made this business decision. And that,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's and, what it and, seems. And also, also kind of reflective of, Uh, how shoddy the campaign for West Side Story has been. This is just kind of like the cherry on top.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So now she ended up getting invited as a presenter, even though it hasn't been officially announced. So like maybe they can still do it because they're probably working out the protocols and like when they want her to come. We had talked about this two weeks ago, maybe. Clearly she was going to be a presenter because they have Naomi Scott, who was Princess Jasmine and Aladdin. They have Haley Bailey, who is... Coming and play Ariel and little mermaid and they had Lily James who played Cinderella in Cinderella, all as presenters. They're clearly going to do like a Disney princess thing. You, you were like
1: heavily on like, they're going to announce Rachel next in the next batch. And it was instead Tony Hawk and Kelly Slater. And, and, and it
0: was, Broadway. so it's funny. They announced, she started the, her campaign before they announced Tony Hawk and Kelly Slater and Sean white great Hollywood luminaries as they are. Uh, and anyway, now she's going to be a presenter. Of course she is. She's a Disney princess. They're going to do a Disney princess thing. It's so obvious. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Well, like, well,
1: like was this whole thing just to drum up, uh, like, buzz around this whole thing, you know?
0: No, Not, because they still haven't said they're doing, like, a Disney princess reunion. No, no, like, no. But
1: just, like, to to get more, like uh discourse about the show even though it's like sort of negative discourse but,
0: <laughs> I know, mean any but, press is bad yeah, any, any press is good yeah, press yeah it's, it's good press I, it doesn't matter I don't <laughs> think so I think she really want, I think she was I know I think know. she I think she wants to go and she should go she should go and she should say it and she did and now she's going and so good for her and like the oscars really aren't at fault here it's mostly abc and no. disney and, and like and, like, and like i thought
1: think ahead me, <laughs> it's, it's funny because yeah like obviously now it's it's still not disney giving her the ticket it's the Oscars asking her to present, right?
0: The other thing is, I think it's just another indication that while I'll, to be good faith, read on this and say like, oh, the Academy is trying to figure out how to like navigate a new social media forward world and like trying to reach young voters. And like, similarly with the Oscars hashtag fan favorite and cheer moment, they had the intentions of being like, what do people like, social media? Yeah, let let people vote, not realizing that when they do a hashtag campaign, they will get inundated by fan groups who are mobilized to get what they want. And
1: Cinderella is going to win,
0: not Spider-Man. So while they thought, oh, people love Spider-Man and it's very popular and on social media, it'll do well. Obviously, they almost had Johnny Depp movie, uh, Johnny Depp movie that no one's heard of win or a Zack Snyder movie that was on Netflix. That's like a gruesome R-rated zombie movie or Cinderella. Those are like the three biggest competitors based because of the social media strength of those fans, the Camila Cabello, Zack Snyder, and Johnny Depp. And so this similarly felt like that where it's like, we don't need to invite Rachel. She'll be fine. And she's like got a humongous online presence and was able to mobilize an entire news cycle just by writing an Instagram comment, which and maybe they would have thought of.
1: If, if like, it, I mean, it's totally fine for them not asking her to be a presenter because obviously they have to prioritize sure. to and DJ Khaled. So Right. Um, and I don't blame them if they assumed that like Disney would be inviting, like giving one of their tickets to her. You
0: know? Right. So, uh, so that was one. And then last night choice, we got the final confirmation that four of the five song nominees will perform uh, Beyonce exactly
1: at uh, 8 PM Eastern on dot when voting closed, they, they tweeted it.
0: So yeah. Beyonce, uh, I wonder if they changed this. I'm just thought of this. I wonder if they changed that. Well, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I wonder if they changed it because I know Phil Lord and Chris Miller were pretty vocal about like it not being super fair that the Oscars are going to have like a, we don't talk about Bruno moments on the show. And like, we're promoting that during voting, uh, which is like another sign of like, Hey, vote for Encanto, basically, which is like, I could see that what their point was, but. Um, I think
1: it was just trying to lock down Beyonce.
0: <laughs> so they got Beyonce probably to open the show. It seems like maybe. From, Compton. From Compton on a tennis court. We have Billie Eilish and her brother, Phineas, uh, and the Dos Erguitas and uh, the. A Diane Warren song. All four of those will perform and not Van Morrison for down to Joy Joyce, which is very funny because Van Morrison has obviously been very uh vocal about his uh being uh not the most pro-vaccine uh forward performer. And the Oscars made us pl- were kind of castigated. This is like four or five controversies ago when they were like, Oh, we're gonna, you don't have to be vaccinated to show up, right? Or yeah, whatever. There's no, no it was. proof of vaccination. There's no proof of vaccination. Yeah.
1: Like they just, I just, I think they need to produce like two negative tests. Yeah.
0: Correct. So we were like, oh, that's a good opening for them to be able to have Van Morrison play. And then after all that, he's still not playing. Apparently he's on tour. They said, so he can't come and play. So we won't hear it. This Belfast song that many people have never heard before and doesn't exist will still not be performed on the Oscars. Is
1: is it still, is it online at all? Cause we, we talked about this like way back when. I'm Googling is, there, is, is there a digital footprint of the
0: song online? <laughs> like, uh there's doesn't seem like there's an official
1: like there's no lyric video is it on spotify
0: let me look i'm googling (laughs)
1: because you know like the the academy voters they can listen to the songs in the portal
0: before they vote
1: but can the public
0: who has actually not even on spotify yeah that was another reason for it's the only song that actually is in the movie uh those are great to us so another if they went to the portal and listened, hopefully they did and they would say like oh look it's part of the movie not just like a credits thing and
1: anyway. it, it literally opens the movie
0: <laughs> no i'm saying uh those are great does down to joy opens the movie i know yeah uh, down to joy opens the movie yeah uh so yeah th- those are the two big show things Joyce, anything else like i said uh i've read interviews with amy schumer and wanda sykes and regina hall uh it seems like they're all just hoping for the best
1: you know, like, it's a job for them. You know, uh, Amy Schumer really wanted to uh, do a Zelensky bit on the show.
0: Yeah, she asked to have Zelensky on the show because he's an actor, obviously, and also the uh, the, the president of Ukraine in the middle of this war. And uh, apparently that did not come to fruition, though. I can't blame the producers. She kind of threw uh, Will Packer under the bus in that interview, I thought. But I can't really blame. She's like, I'm not producing it, but I can't blame him for not being able to to swing that. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, they have, so the other like we kind of mentioned the other, like people really mocked the presenters, uh, that were announced this week, uh, DJ Khaled, uh, Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater and Sean White definitely had a, how, how do you do fellow kids vibe with the, with the, literally, I mean, with uh, the skateboard. you know,
1: uh, trying to appeal to me in
0: 2002, I guess, you know, um. I, I want to say like, I'll give them, the benefit of the doubt, even though maybe it doesn't deserve it to see what they have planned. I, I feel
1: like the, the three of them, like Tony, Sean and Kelly will probably do some like sports movie montage.
0: Yeah. And you I do think that they're, know they're really, making room for montages. <laughs> and I really think they're going to keep time to three hours. Every interview I read, Regina Hall even was like, yeah, it's gotta be three hours. I think they have that mandate. Maybe they could go over like a little bit, but I, I think the show is going to be as tight as it's ever been. I think it'll be it'll over just, by like 1105.
1: I just love this concept that they think like people don't watch past three hours. Like, like people like us will, cause we'll just watch the end of the show, but also like your most uh, highly viewed ceremonies from the nineties went way past three hours.
0: Right. Right. Um, <laughs> so people are so yeah, still so, watching it. Yeah. So, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, um,
1: well, you know, you know what a uh, presenter they have not announced yet. Uh, Frances McDormand. No, she's not coming. Who's going to do best actor. I mean they could still announce her they get, they're they probably still trying to work on her but if if she does not come
0: i mean who else is being who are who are the presenters right now um, I'm, I'm googling this is scintillating stuff you hear the typing <laughs> uh let's see so they have uh the recent ones were jennifer garner right stephanie uh beatrix uh elliot page i could see actually announcing best a- actor that could be kind of a good moment uh They have the Pulp Fiction reunion. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, (laughs) who's, who's going to do best actor based on this list. I mean, Lady Gaga, uh, Kevin Costner. I actually think that wonder if they'll do Kevin Costner for best director. Wouldn't that be a trip? Um, hmm. Lupita Nyong'o, I think, could do best actor.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't like who.
0: Because it's you amazing know. that Anthony Hopkins is somehow on this list and Fran McDormand is not. But uh, the other option would be like Bill Murray for best actor,
1: be, because he's been nominated for and didn't win.
0: I mean, maybe I don't <laughs> know. Like,
1: but I can I, I can see like like her and Gaga doing song because they've won it. Yeah, you know,
0: and I'm sure they'll do another round of presenters probably today or tomorrow. Like one final one, no,
1: a final one with Rachel Zegler on it.
0: I mean, they better do a final one with Rachel Zegler. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, also just, think
1: that she wasn't on that one because like they're still trying to uh, coordinate the the snow. That
0: white that seems very likely
1: production because also uh, last week the Snow White sets uh, caught on fire.
0: Correct. So going great out there. Yeah. Uh, Joyce, so we'll be on, I think so. We're gonna be on live somehow after the show at 1115.
1: Exactly three hours.
0: <laughs> exactly three hours after it starts. And yeah. then I assume we'll either we'll probably do another one of these, uh wrapping it up on Monday morning, maybe. What do you Monday think? Monday morning. Should we yeah. should we do back to back one Sunday? That'll be I mean, fun. I guess maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> Brew a pot of coffee. We'll do it. All right, this this has been fun, Joyce. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to GoldDerby.com and follow us on social media at GoldDerby.